Our reading today is from Habakkuk chapter 3. This is Habakkuk's prayer. This prayer was sung by the prophet Habakkuk. I have heard all about you, Lord. I am filled with awe by your amazing works. In this time of our deep need, help us again as you did in years gone by. And in your anger, remember your mercy. I see God moving across the deserts from Edom, the Holy One coming from Mount Paran. His brilliant splendour fills the heavens, and the earth is filled with his praise. His coming is as bright as the sunrise. Rays of light flash from his hands, where his awesome power is hidden. Pestilence marches before him. Plague follows close behind. When he stops, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. He shatters the everlasting mountains and levels the eternal hills. He is the Eternal One. I see the people of Kushan in distress and the nation of Midian trembling in terror. Was it in anger, Lord, that you struck the rivers and parted the sea? Were you displeased with them? No, you were sending your chariots of salvation. You took up your bow and your quiver of arrows. You split open the earth with flowing rivers. The mountains watched and trembled. Onward swept the raging waters. The mighty deep cried out, lifting its hands in submission. The sun and moon stood still in, in the sky, as your brilliant arrows flew and your glittering spear flashed. You marched across the land in anger and trampled the nations in your fury. You went out to rescue your chosen people, to save your anointed ones. You crushed the heads of the wicked and stripped their bones from head to toe. With his own weapons, you destroyed the chief of those who rushed out like a whirlwind, thinking Israel would be easy prey. You trampled the sea with your horses, and the mighty waters piled high. I trembled inside when I heard this. My lips quivered with fear. My legs gave way beneath me, and I shook in terror. I will wait quietly for the coming day when disaster will strike the people who invade us, even though the fig tree have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields, and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Amen. Now, it's such wonderful weather at the moment that I thought I would come outside to do the sermon this morning. It is a wee bit blowy. You can probably just see the wind turbines behind me. And so I'm standing at our back door and I've got the uh, camera just inside the door just to keep the the wind noise to a minimum. So hopefully you can hear us uh, with no distractions this morning. Now if you do have your Bible there, please do turn back to the book of Habakkuk, and we are going to focus this morning on chapter 3. Now I know in the overview video that it had it pronounced as Habakkuk, But I've always known this book as Habakkuk, and so that's how I'll refer to it uh, this morning. And maybe that's how you know it uh, too. Now, as always, we're not going to go in depth uh, into the book. 
Uh, but our theme uh, during these past number of weeks has been to look at uh, major themes in the minor uh, prophets. And so we're just going to focus uh, on part uh, of the book of Habakkuk this morning. As we begin uh, our look uh, at this book uh, today, and particularly chapter 3, I just want to ask you a question first of all. And the question is, are you a complainer? Now, some people are complainers. Now, please note here, I'm not talking about uh, moaners. Uh, A moaner is someone who would complain about the weather. Uh, And perhaps during the winter months and even into kind of spring and uh, coming out of spring, they were moaning, oh, it's really, really cold and, oh, I just wish it would warm up. And then the last, I don't know, month or so, we've had uh, some really sunny days, haven't we? And perhaps that person who's a moaner uh, has moaned that it's just too warm and it's too sunny. Those kind of people are are moaners. Uh, No matter what's happening, they moan about what's going on. I want to speak this morning just about uh, complainers. I'm sure you've been uh, at one time or another at a cafe or to a restaurant. And perhaps you've uh, ordered soup. Maybe it's lunchtime and you've ordered soup. And you've received your soup, and the soup that you've received is barely lukewarm. And some of us, when we taste the soup, uh, and we realise it's really just a bit cold, uh, we just kind of mutter under our breath, don't we? And we we thole it, and we think to ourselves, well, I just won't go back to that restaurant again. But other people are complainers. And when they receive a, a bowl of lukewarm soup, uh, they immediately get their hand in the air, uh, they beckon the uh, the waitress or the waiter uh, back over to them, and they say, look, this soup just isn't uh, warm enough. We need to, to get this sorted out. They are a complainer, and they will uh, get their soup sorted out until it's uh, properly heated up. Now, why am I starting this way this morning? Well, Habakkuk is a complainer. In our overview video, that is made perfectly clear, isn't it? He complains initially in chapter 1 about the destruction and the violence that he sees as if God is doing nothing about it. And we see that the Lord replies. He says to Habakkuk that he's raising up the Babylonians to march across the world and to conquer other lands. In other words, God is raising up the Babylonians in judgment. But this leads to Habakkuk's second complaint because he realises that the Babylonians are being sent to crack the Israelites and to punish them for their sins. But Habakkuk is concerned that the Babylonians will wipe the Israelites out. And it's a legitimate complaint, isn't it? But again, the Lord replies to Habakkuk's complaint. And the Lord replies by telling of the end times when he will judge everything uh, correctly and fairly. And it concludes with verse 20 of chapter 2, where it says, The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. In other words, God is working out his justice and his ways. And at the end of time, there will be fairness. And Habakkuk 
just needs to trust in that. Now, of course, this leads us to chapter 3, doesn't it? Which is entitled in the New Living Translation, if you have it before you, as Habakkuk's Prayer. Now, interestingly, this is a sung prayer. We don't often think about prayers being sung, but this is what it is. It's a sung prayer and a hymn of praise. You see, Habakkuk complains about injustice, and then we see that God answers. Habakkuk complains about the possibility that the Israelites would be wiped out, and God answers. And there's nothing left for Habakkuk to say but what we have in chapter 3. To praise God, even though during those times when we can't really understand exactly what he's doing. And that's really what we see here. Because at the surface level, the Israelites might only see the problems and the difficulties and face the pain of judgment But God has the big picture worked out and Habakkuk just has to trust in God's purposes because God is greater than he is. Now we thought last week about the book of Nahum and I began that sermon by saying I don't think I've ever preached on the book of Nahum and I'm sure that a lot of you have never heard a sermon on the book of Nahum. Now Habakkuk might be the same, but Habakkuk has some very famous verses just at the end of chapter 3. Because in these verses, just at the end of chapter 3, there is a recognition on the part of Habakkuk that sometimes life is difficult, and that can be our experience. And these verses are found in in verses 17 uh, and 18 and 19. Because in those verses... Habakkuk says this, and he tells of difficult times, that there are times that the fig leaves have no blossoms, that there are no grapes on the vine, that the olive crop fails, the fields lie empty and barren, the flocks die in the fields, and the cattle barns are empty. Now when Habakkuk speaks about all these things, to me that seems pretty bad. It seems as though nothing is is going right and everything is going wrong. And maybe if you're honest, that's how you felt in your life in the past. Or maybe as you come to worship this morning, that is your current situation. That everything just seems to have gone wrong. That nothing has gone right and you just can't understand it. You can't understand why you're suffering. You can't understand why you're going through what you're going through. It just seems to be difficult. And to be honest, it just seems a bit miserable. And in the midst of the difficulty and the pain, you might be asking yourself the question, well, Lord, where are you? Because maybe it just seems to you that that heaven is silent. And that God isn't even there. Maybe you're asking the question, where is God? Now if that's you this morning, then maybe you just need to take your example from Habakkuk. Because Habakkuk is unafraid to complain to God. And to be honest 
with God. Sometimes if we go back to our, our soup example, it's like our, our soup is cold in our lives, but we just throw it and we don't complain. But I want to assure you this morning that God is big enough for our complaints and he is able to listen to them. Habakkuk was unafraid to complain. When he saw the injustice, when he saw what was going to happen, he was unafraid to complain to God. When God responded to him and Habakkuk said, hold on, I don't really understand what what happens if the Babylonians uh, completely wipe out the Israelites. And God yet answers yet again. Habakkuk is unafraid to complain. God is big enough to take our complaints. You see, the good news is that though Habakkuk couldn't understand all that was happening in Israel, and though he couldn't work out all God's purposes, in this prayer, in chapter 3, Habakkuk acknowledges that whilst he doesn't understand, and whilst things are unpromising as he looks around at the current situation that faces him, that actually God knows best. And it's simply trusting that God holds all things in his hands and that God has it. You see, even in the midst of when things are going wrong, God still knows best. And I want to assure you this morning that God knows what you're going through and God still knows best. He knows what you're going through and he knows the beginning from the end. Now, for us who are in the midst of that situation, that may be difficult for us to understand because there are times when we we really, really suffer. There are times when we know because we have come before God in repentance and in faith, we know it's not due to our sin, but we're just really, really suffering and we wonder, God, is this ever going to come to an end? And it's though... Our, our, the fig leaves are, are, have no blossom, there's no grapes in the vine, the olive crop fails, fa- fields lie empty and barren, the flocks die in the fields and the cattle, cattle barns are empty. Sometimes that feels like our experience, doesn't it? But it's important for us to recognise that whatever we are going through, that we just have to trust in God. Now, how do we know this? Well, what does God do in this book, in the book of Habakkuk? Well, he shows Habakkuk that whilst Habakkuk might only see the problems of today, that he, the Lord, sees the big picture. And that's so important for us too, isn't it? You see, there's so much in our world and so much in our lives that we don't understand. And it's not wrong to complain to God when we see injustice or when we're going through a difficult time that just seems inexplicable to us. But in the midst of his complaints, Habakkuk is able to rejoice in the Lord, to be joyful in the God of his salvation. Now how and why? Because he trusts in God's character. And he trusts that God knows the beginning from the end. 
And if God has said that he will sort it out, then he will sort it out. Therefore, Habakkuk relies on the Lord's strength, which is sure and steadfast and which helps him to tread on the mountain tops. I love the message version of these last two verses in Habakkuk chapter 3, which says this. I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Saviour God, counting on God's rule to prevail. I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm king of the mountain. Now, I don't know about you, but it's a long time since I've done a cartwheel. That is, if I was ever able to do one at all. But we get the point, don't we? Habakkuk is not diminishing difficult circumstances, which can be painful. But he is exalting God. He's trusting God to prevail. And when he trusts in God, then he is strengthened. What's your complaint today? Are you going through difficult times? Don't be afraid to come before God with your complaint. God is able to take it. He's big enough to take it. But are you willing to be small enough to trust that God is in control, that he knows about your situation, and ultimately justice will be done, and God will prevail over all. If you trust in God, if you recognise that even though you can't see the wood for the trees, that God sees the whole entire forest, he sees the beginning from the end, if you trust that, then you can be assured that those last verses will be true for you. That even though the harvest seems to be failing, even though the fields are desolate and the cattle barns are empty, that you'll still sing joyful praise to God because of his character. That you'll still turn cartwheels of joy to our Saviour God because you know that he knows the beginning from the end. And he is a God who is trustworthy. So today, let's learn from the book of Habakkuk. Let's bring our complaints before God, especially if we're really facing a difficult time. But let's also recognise that there is joy found in the Lord because of his character, because he is a God who's sovereign over all, who will bring justice to bear. He's a God in whom we can trust. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Loving Lord God, we thank you that on this Father's Day that we can trust that you are our good Heavenly Father. We thank you that you know what is best for us as your children. And we recognise in our lives, Lord God, sometimes it is difficult to trust you because our circumstances seem so difficult. And I want to pray this morning for anyone who is really, really struggling who really doesn't know where things are ever going to end. 
I want to pray this morning for those who are struggling when they look at the injustice in our world. Lord God, we thank you that following the example of Habakkuk, that we don't need to be afraid to bring our complaints before you, that we can be honest with you. And we thank you that throughout Scripture, in the Psalms, for example, we see that David and others, the writers of the Psalms, were so honest with you. Lord God, help us to be honest in our prayer life because we don't need to hide anything from you because we recognise that all things are in your hands and you know about everything anyway. Father, help us to complain in a good way and rather to complain about our situation, to bring our complaints before you because you are our maker and our sustainer. You are the one in whom we can trust. We thank you that in this particular book, in the book of Habakkuk, that you were able to assure Habakkuk that you knew all the circumstances, everything that was going to happen. You weren't just going to sit, stand by and do nothing, but you were working your purposes out. And Father, in our own lives, we thank you that we can trust that you're working your purposes out, that we can trust that you are a good God. Father, help us to be trusting in you this day. And Lord God, when we do trust in you, we thank you that there is joy, that you bring us to the mountaintop and we're able to sing praises to you because of your character. So Father, even in the midst of our suffering, even in the midst of unpromising circumstances, help us to look towards you and help us to rejoice in you. For we pray these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Now, just a reminder, as always, that uh, if you do want prayer after our service today, uh, then I'm sure the prayer team would be happy to pray with you. Uh, Simply come down uh, to the front of the church during the last hymn or just after uh, our service today. There is also tea and coffee through in the small hall, so please do go through for that time of fellowship if you're able and particularly if you're a visitor uh, this morning uh, I'd be delighted to have you uh, come through and join us for that time of fellowship but let's close our service together and we're going to sing through the love of God our Saviour all will be well